There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Myers, and John Oliver have teamed up to do a podcast called Strike Force 5. Strike Force 5. Strike Force 5. All proceeds are going to benefit their staffers who are out of work because of the writer's strike. It's going to launch, launch today on all the major platforms. There are going to be at least 12 episodes of it, and they're going to be talking about the ongoing strike and taking turns leading the conversation. They got the idea to do the podcast after having weekly check-ins with each other on Zoom. Hmm. So isn't that interesting that they, you know, they're all competing against each other, but have been having these weekly chats. There was a day when when you you just did not ever have a conversation with the competition. No. That just was not acceptable that will not do it will not under any circumstances and now they're all buddy buddy yeah come september 5th this will have been going on for four straight months okay. wow it's really been that long already Man, wow. yep. i think it feels longer than that that's insane what's the longest one of these has ever gone uh was it 180 days or was it 100 days i don't know let me see i'll look it up all i right. thought that there was all these rumors that it was going to be figured out by September, but it doesn't look like that's going to be happening yeah, it anytime like soon. It slowed down. All right. Well, meanwhile, Miley Cyrus shared an example of what her crazy schedule was like when she was about 12 or 13 years old. It was on an episode of the used to be young TikTok series. And here's like on any given day, on any particular day, she'd have to be up at 5.30 a.m. for hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. And then she and her dad, now, 5.30 a.m., I mean, that's early. Yes. Not as early as we get up. No. But so far, we're right there with her. When you're 12, that's really early. Oh, yeah. When you're 44, that's really early. <laughs> so she had to get up 5.30 for hair and makeup for Hannah Montana? Yeah. So okay. hair and makeup at 5.30. And then she and her dad, Billy Ray, would get picked up at their hotel at 7 a.m. for a full day of interviews, meetings, and photo shoots. And this would go on until about 6.15. And then... P.M.? So she gets up at 7. 6.15 p.m. Okay. Yep. And then uh, she would get some rest because she said the next day would maybe start at 7 a.m. But then it wouldn't end until 7.30 p.m. Whoa. Right. Those are law. I thought that they had, like, child labor laws against stuff like that. Well, they they can take breaks... Oh, yeah. But, you know, that all that does, in some cases, depending on how much shooting you have to get in, can just extend the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's not take a break. Right. Or do we just power through? Anyway, Miley says, I'm a lot of things, but lazy is not one of them. <laughs> so I do think this girl deserves a little endless summer vacation. Yeah. Aww. Well, I think when you have a really busy childhood like that, I mean, I didn't get up at 530 in the morning, but from the time I did get up, I was going nonstop till 9 or 10 o'clock at night every day doing stuff. I think when you grow up that way, it's kind of ingrained in you. Yeah. And if that's, if you, it's, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything unless you're. Unless you're doing something. Unless you're going. Yeah. All the time. Right. Yep. All All right. right. Jeff, I looked it up. 153 days. 153 days. The last writer's strike went on. Yes. Okay. The longest strike in history. 153 days. Coming up, it's probably safe to assume that Bob Barker had a lot of money. But where is it going? Who gets it? 
got it. That and the rest of the day's e-news as we continue. Next. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Talking about the writer's strike and the talks that were going on between the the producers and the writers, uh, they made some progress in terms of getting higher pay, but they would not budge on that AI issue. And then uh, the producers pulled kind of a interesting strategic move uh, in that they released the offer to the public, which both parties had agreed they weren't going to do. So that okay. they could, you know, negotiate without outside forces influencing them, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of a tactic to try to divide the different unions, like the actors versus the writers and mm-hmm. other groups that were on strike, because they wanted them to see, hey, this is what we're offering on the table. And for those who were desperate, it might lean on some of the other unions to say, let's just take this deal. Yeah. But they didn't so far. You know, they've remained united mm-hmm. um but that big sticking point again is artificial intelligence the cast of breaking bad had a reunion yesterday on the actors strike picket line and brian cranston was asked by the hollywood reporter if ai is the big issue for them. oh yeah <laughs> yeah never before this contract will have a sentence in there that states actors must be human beings This is mind-boggling, but that's what it will say. And the same thing with the Writers Guild contract. Must be written by a human being. We've never had to imagine that before, but that's here right now. And we have to step in and say, you are dehumanizing the workforce, and it cannot continue. Attaboy. Let him have it, Brian. There you go. Yeah. Good for him. By the way, on, on, a, on a side note here regarding the hurricane, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis was giving a press conference from, uh, I'm assuming they're in Tallahassee at their emergency command center. And just a few moments ago, the power went out. Yeah. They stayed on, though. Yeah. It, it, they were out for a few seconds. And then I don't know if a generator kicked in or if it came back on. But Wow. What was he saying? He was just saying it's been upgraded. Well, he's and- just yeah, he's doing an update, and and the hurricane has been upgraded to a category four with sustained winds of one hundred thirty five miles an hour. Wow! But it is one of the least populated parts of Florida, so that's I guess the so good news. Were they saying that that's like a big wild? life habitat though right like isn't there a lot, a lot of, like, of natural preserves and things like that there a lot of it is conservation yeah, land yeah that's what i was looking for yeah anyway it just sucks no matter what yeah. right where it hits still a lot of people affected yeah, yeah. yep in the wildlife yeah all right so <sighs> do you hear about that batch the guy from the bachelorette that died that, yeah. isn't, that isn't really dead or he is, he, is dead. Josh, not, the contestant. Because yes. he was only like 30-something, right? Yes. Well, he's not dead. He uh, posted on Instagram. He, he he said that he's alive and well. His account was hacked. He doesn't know who did it. He said, somebody was playing a cruel joke and mocking my mental illness and the struggles I've gone through with depression and suicide attempts. And sorry for all the pain they caused when they made that post. But I'm alive and well. That happened to Lil Tay. Yes. Uh, this Little is like a trend tag. now. It's like swatting. This is the new thing. <laughs> Jeez. It's messed up. Change your password, people. I know, right? Wow. I'm excited that Meg Ryan is coming back to the big screen. We haven't seen Meg Ryan in a very long time. Yeah, how long has she been out of the game? It a feels like it's while. been a while. A while. And she was the queen of romantic comedies there for a while. Yeah, she was. I mean, she just... You've got mail when Harry met Sally. Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. She's so cute. She's adorable. So here's, here's she's coming back. She stars with David Duchovny and What Happens Later. It's going to hit theaters in October. They play exes who get snowed in together at an airport and something, you know, I have this feeling. That they fall back in love? Sure. <laughs> she. Wait a minute. They're exes that fall minute. back in love? No. So this is what's kind of fun about it is she also directed it and she co-wrote it. And she said, sometimes there's a question of will they be together? Will they not be together? For that reason, the movie sort of evolves the rom-com genre just a little bit. 
It's also about old people, and it's still romantic and sexy. Do you think that David Duchovny is still hot? No. I haven't seen him in a bet, but I'm guessing probably I could see him aging well. Tim says no. Jen he never says was yes. Hot. Well, oh, if you he don't never think was so? hot, then you can't. Then you're, you're not, not qualified yes, to you're answer not the question. <laughs> what was he? He played a lot of. So he was in the X Files, but then mm-hmm. he did a lot of those little rom com kind of. He was in a few yeah. movies too. Yep. Well, Jack Traven in Speed character played by Keanu Reeves. Oh God, I loved him in that movie. I thought he was so hot in that movie. I need everybody yes. to remain calm. Remain calm. L-A-P-D. Yes. He had on his Navy T-shirt oh, throughout the entire thing. And that like, he wore so well. And like cargo pants or something. Oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that character was a little different from the other action heroes of the 1990s. And Keanu Reeves had a little something to do with that. Joss Whedon did an uncredited rewrite on that script. And he says that Keanu researched that role by hanging out with SWAT guys. Oh, cool. And then came back to Joss and gave some valuable input from his experience from hanging out with these guys. He talked about how the SWAT guys were unfailingly polite. He said that they're only about diffusing the situation. They call everybody sir or mm-hmm. ma'am. It was like, click, that was it. Hmm. I, I understand this character now. So my take on it was he, he wasn't a hot shot. He wasn't a lateral thinker. He was going to do what felt right and have an odd approach to it. But generally speaking, it would work out. You know, bluster in action movie heroes was the order of the day. And this was going to be the opposite. Hmm. Uh, Whedon also says that Keanu did not want to pull his gun, but the studio, they weren't going to let that happen. Yeah. Come on, man. We got to see some gun. Yeah. We got to see a gun. Got to have guns in movies. It's a rule. <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking of guns, Elvis Presley's gun collection. Oh, that was extensive. That is in high demand right now. Someone paid almost $200,000 for Elvis Presley's Smith & Wesson Model 53 revolver. Oh, wow. Is that the one he took to the White House? Uh, You know what? I don't know if that's the one he took to the White House. I I know that he was prone to shoot his television sets from time to time. Mm -hmm. No word on if this one ever did. Uh, But here's a quick scene from the 1979 TV movie Elvis that at the time starred Actor Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell, remember him? Oh. It's Elvis's first public appearance after nearly 10 years in seclusion. It isn't surprising, though. No rock act survives forever. Maybe they're right, Ray. Maybe it's all over. He revolutionized the entire music. Hmm. And then he shoots out the TV. Yeah. He, huh. I think Elvis did that on The Simpsons, too. Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he if was watching to... Itchy and Scratchy, and he didn't like it. But if you go to Graceland... In the basement, when you walk down the stairs, you can see he had like six televisions there together, and one of them he really did shoot, and you can see the the bullets the in bullet it. Hole mm-hmm. in it. Look at wow. that! Is that crazy? All right, so Bob Barker. Safe to assume the guy had a good amount of change. Price is right, paid man. Yeah. So was he married? Did he have any kids? He was married. He lost his wife to cancer back in the nineteen. 19- 90s, I want to say. And I don't think he, um, he might have remarried. I don't know. Who knows? But according to TMZ, most of his money is being left to charity. A lot of animal welfare organizations, which is super cool and super sweet. Yeah, I don't think he had any kids. It looks like he was married to just that Dorothy Joe Gideon. Right. She died from lung cancer in 1981. 1981. Wow. Oh, my God. Yep. 40 years ago. And then he had yeah. a long-term relationship with Nancy Burnett. Okay. Until his death. Yeah. I don't think he had any kids. His rep says he spent a lot of time in his last days watching television. Uh, reruns of two and, two and a Half Men were among his favorites. Oh, that's a good show. He would also check out The Price is Right every once in a while. I thought Drew Carey was doing a pretty good job. Yeah, not bad. Yep. Tomorrow night, CBS is going to be airing an hour-long special called The Price is Right, a tribute to Bob Barker. That's and very cool. And Drew's going to host it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. Bob Barker did not have any children. 
Despite having two long-term relationships, the first with his wife of 36 years and the second with his companion of 40 years, uh, he remained child-free until his death. It says here that that was a mutual decision between he and his wife because they wanted to work on their careers at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And he told Esquire in 2007, we didn't have time for children. Yeah. Yeah, that's my. That's why I did. <laughs> so you, you didn't have time. Oh, for that. I'm so busy. Well, it says here in 2007, ah. he said, "I had no regrets, never having kids." There you go. Yep, it's not for everybody. Believe me, if God intends for you to have children in your life, they will find you. <laughs> Whether through nieces, nephews, stepchildren, they will find you. <laughs> Taylor Swift poked fun at her infamous Kanye incident at the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards. You know, when he, you remember when he rudely interrupted her during oh, her acceptance yeah. speech for Best Female Video? Oh, yeah. Well, during, during her show in Mexico Sunday night, she was cut off by the crowd while sitting at her piano. And she told him, this is, this is the best way to be interrupted, by the way. Just people chanting your name. Mm-hmm. It really is the only way to be interrupted. And I would know. Yeah, I would know. Yes. In related news, Taylor Swift became the first female artist in Spotify history to reach 100 million monthly oh listeners. It's insane. <laughs> wow. So I guess she worked out that Spotify dispute. I guess so. Yeah, forgot about that. I guess so. She's doing all right, that Taylor. She did okay for herself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think she, uh, she might be on to something with that music career. Yep. <laughs> so Ellie Goulding, this she got hit in the face with a firework. Did you see this? What? what? Oh, I know how. It. I know it. She was performing in Portsmouth, England, and it wasn't somebody shooting one off from from the audience. It was a pyrotechnic that was meant to shoot up from the stage, and she was in the wrong place at the wrong oh time. Oh my gosh! Now, luckily, it only grazed her. And she laughed and dropped an F-bomb after. Oh. On stage. So, I mean. still burned, right? Right. Still, oh. like, like, right. Mm-mm. I always get so nervous with those things, especially when they're inside. Oh, yeah. Oh. Same. Like, uh, how do they, how do they know? Ooh. And well, plus, like, it smells. Like, you know when you go to those shows and it's like they're using some sort of oil or something to light the pyro on fire or whatever it is. It just is like, this can't be healthy for all of us to be breathing this right. in. Hmm. I like the smell of fireworks. Oh, I do not. <laughs> and the fuel. You like exhaust fumes too, don't you? No. No? <laughs> Where did you get that idea? Just guessing if you like no. that. No. By the way, I, I forget what it was. If it was Access Hollywood or Extra or one of the one of the entertainment shows, uh, they were talking to Hugh Hefner's widow, and she was talking about back in the day how you know Hugh loved Viagra, like mm. he was popping it like they were Tic Tacs, oh vitamins. My, oh my goodness! Come here, let me get one of my, one of my vitamins. Yeah, I mean he was an early adopter when mm-hmm. that came out. He said, get, "Get, I need to get my hands on this." And she said that he took so much Viagra, it made him deaf in one ear. Oh, wow. Is, Is that it, seriously a side effect? I don't know. I guess. Oh, my god. I guess gosh. if you take too much of it. How is that all related? <laughs> There's only I mean, so much blood in the body, okay? And to fill one area, it's got to leave, leave another the, area. It's got to leave right. the ear? It left yeah. the ear and went straight down to the robe show. The robe there's an old saying what is there's not enough blood in the world to fill both heads and have them both functioning properly i guess so something like that no that's a fact (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah you have to this is so i mean viagra was out for how long because it's no longer Patented, right? Didn't didn't the patent expire? So now they have all these generic versions. I feel like I see commercials for get the generic for much less. Because I was going to say it was super expensive when it came out. It was like twenty dollars a pill, which I mean that may not sound like a lot in today's numbers, but at the time that was a lot of money for just one pill that would only last for a few hours, supposedly. Well, if you're using it the whole few hours that's probably worth the 20 bu- i mean wouldn't you pay 20 bucks if that was something that you couldn't do but that 20 bucks allowed you to do it oh sure it's super disappointing <laughs> if, it, if it only lasted three or four minutes but if you're able to take advantage of the full three four hours hey 
For the average guy, you yeah. would only you'd only need one guy yeah. like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Fifteen. He's like, I got a mansion full of ladies. I got to take care of here. I wonder what that's like walking around for three hours. Just. I guarantee you, though, if you take a poll. Full salute. <laughs> a poll. Yes. How you doing? If you take a, not his poll, but you know, if you take a poll and you like ask, like if you guys, ask multiple people, yeah, what are you willing to give up? Uh, I'm sure hearing would be in the top three. It's like, because they don't really listen anyway. So exactly why? right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, one final thing, I, I don't know who would want to sit through this, but director Ridley Scott has a director's cut of his new movie, Napoleon, that runs four and a half hours. Oh, my God. That's a lot. That's long. For someone to sit through that, it's got to be an amazing movie. Yep. Other than that, that's all I got. Anything else? No, that is all I got. We'll leave it there for Six. now, then. That is your latest E-News more coming up after 7. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to Lego Brictionary at the Cincinnati Museum Center. Woohoo! Fine. It's all straight ahead. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 717 and 65 degrees in Oakley. Coming up, the airline launching an adults-only section. And fun stories from the urinal. Yeah, this is our favorite segment, of the, my favorite segment of the day. Some of the day's news that didn't make the news on this Wednesday, the 30th of August of 2023. And before we get to those stories, have you ever been in this situation? You're expecting an important call from someone you don't know. So now you're in the position of having to actually answer calls from unknown numbers mm-hmm. in the event that it's who you're expecting. And mm-hmm. it's driving you up a wall because <laughs> they're stupid calls. <laughs> this happens with me all the time with the school because I didn't like when I my kids, you know, she went to a different school and then went to a summer camp and then she did something else over here. And so when I see the 513 pop up, I'm like, oh, it's got to be somebody from the school. Or you don't know, like, is somebody using their cell phone to call you to tell you something about your kid? Right. So I always answer and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to make Damn a donation. It. No, I mm-hmm. just hang up. Yeah, there was a time when people, you know, you'd hear the phone ring and it's like, oh, I'm getting a call. You know, you'd pick mm-hmm. it up because there was mm-hmm. some excitement. Yeah, well, it was someone who actually you you wanted to talk to. Yeah, but tell them <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to anybody. No. No. <laughs> leave a message and then I'll decide if I want to call you back. Right. <laughs> Telemarketers, robocalls, and scammers have made it so that eighty percent of us now do not. Well, we don't like to answer. Sometimes we have to answer the phone, but 80% of us don't like to answer the phone if it's an unknown number. Anyway, in this new poll, 54% of people say they never answer calls from unknown numbers. And then another 27% say it depends on what's going on. But those may be cases where, again, they're expecting calls from someone they don't know personally or for work. Uh, Only 20% of people out there today always answer the phone no matter what, no matter where it's coming from. Yeah. That's our parents. Yep. Yeah, my, my mom <laughs> yep. is tortured. Yeah. You know, unless it says spam risk, that's the only one that she is very yeah. comfortable just not answering. Uh, but everything right. else, she's so tempted. She'll hold the phone up. So should I get? No. 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 Uh, no. Now, I got True Caller, the app True Caller. What's that? It's some app that supposedly filters all these so-called unknown numbers. And it's sort of a data bank that, a lot of people, like if, if there's one that's not in the data bank, then you report it as a telemarketer and then it goes into the system so that when other people get it from that number, they'll know that it's a telemarketer. However, the drawback to it is that I might be getting a call from, say, uh, a bank, one of your banks. Yeah, like Fifth Third or Capital One or 
Nordstrom, who I have a credit card with, and if they're mm-hmm. trying to call me to verify a charge or something, or if there's unusual activity, it will come up as spam. Yeah. Because somebody considers that getting a oh, call from the credit yeah. card company sure. a nuisance, so they put yeah. it in there as spam. Right. When, in fact, it's, fact not. it's not. Yeah. What we've been noticing is a lot of people uh, in the real estate world, there's not a lot of inventory out there, so people are going to many lengths to try to find homes to sell. So we'll get a call once or twice, maybe even three times a week, or a text, hey, are you interested in selling your home? Let's make a cash deal today. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I get them all the, time. all the time. Yesterday I got one. I got one. Uh, it identified me by name and said, <laughs> is 626 Merritt Road for sale? I'm like, I don't know because I've never lived in it and no one I know has ever lived in it. My mother lived down the street and uh-huh. that was sold two years ago, but yep. you yeah. don't even have the address right. That's how bad you suck. Yeah. Yep. Well, how about this? It's the most awkward thing that's ever happened to you men. I mean, most guys know that the correct etiquette at, say, a urinal is... Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You walk up, <laughs> you do your business, mm-hmm. and you walk out. No dawdling. Yeah. No socializing. No taking a peek. No making eye contact no. with other people. Conversation. You guys don't even say like, hey man. It depends who it is. Like if I walk well, into the bathroom here and Grover is taking up number one, I'll be like, hey Grove. And isn't you, it just... And then I keep going to do my But there's no thing. eye contact. Right, right. But okay. isn't it just weird standing up next to somebody you know and peeing right beside them out in the open like that? Well, you're divided. There's a divider there. Yeah, but sometimes at the trough you're not when you guys go to bars and stuff and they just have the and trough. And there's a trough. There's and not, like, everybody peeing together. Yeah, there's not many of those. But yeah, there's in a Nashville, couple of places where they're... <laughs> I mean, it's just weird. I had a friend. And I it's know. Just That's why weird. we look forward or we look down, but we don't look side to side. I had a friend of mine that, for fun, like to be funny, we would he would go to the baseball stadium, which is, I guess, they have some troughs and some urinals in baseball stadiums. But he would pull his pants down, like all just the way to down, be funny, like a three year old, and funny. stand at the urinal that way. Yeah. Just for like, I guess you know, S and Gs, and yeah. to make it uncomfortable for everybody else. Yeah. But the divider between the urinals only, you know, it's, I mean, it only goes up to say maybe your chest. So I mean, you could turn and socialize with the person next to you, but if you want, that's it's just weird. It's never done. I mean, and aren't you ever standing next to a guy whose urine like really smells weird? Can you or... smell it when next door no. to each other? <sighs> I mean, chances are you're smelling what's coming up from yours. Oh. See, women will have full-blown conversations while they're in there. Sometimes. Because everybody's in their own stall. Yeah. And it's like, and sometimes like they'll stop to pee and then they'll start pick, they'll pick it right back up once they're done. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny that Tim mentioned Grover because Grover's probably the most social guy in the bathroom. Like, you, you'll be standing at the urinal and he'll walk in and be like, Sub Jeffrey. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll just start talking, but you never make eye contact. Yeah. I'm facing the wall and he's doing whatever he's doing. Not a lot of smell, Jen, but uh, depending on the type of footwear you might be wearing, plus the type of urinal it is, because there's various types. There's the sure. no flush ones. There's the round ones. There's the ones that go from the floor all the way up. There's the ones that are built into the wall. Yeah. Uh, there could be some spray. Oh, so kickback on you. So you, you know, if you're wearing flip flops. Mm. Oh God. Well, that's oh. why I don't wear flip flops. I wear these dark markers <laughs> right here. Protect the feet from all the urinal spillage. God. Yeah. I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. Well, people online are sharing stories about the most awkward things that have happened to them at the urinals. I mean, what? So these are people that obviously, these are men that don't know the rules. Yeah, or violated the rules because they were drunk. Oh, Or yeah. something. You know, and one of the rules would be is if there's multiple urinals, you don't go right, and they're all open except next for one. Somebody. You don't go right next to someone. That's yeah. the same oh, for God, the wi- no. yeah, yeah, that's the same for the women's room too, don't you think? Kind of, yeah, yeah for sure. Little yeah. elbow room would be great. Yeah. It's called stall separation. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy said that a super drunk guy walked up and didn't realize the urinal was being used and relieved himself on him. Oh. Oh. You got to be really drunk. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh. One guy said that his drunk buddy was at the urinal next to him and was mumbling something. And at one point, the buddy shouted, Shut up, John Mayer! <laughs> and the guy didn't think much of it, but he, when he walked up to the sink, he was like, Oh, my God, that's John Mayer! Oh, it really was John Mayer? Yeah. Aww. And so he he had to apologize to John Mayer on behalf of his buddy. Oh God, that my was bad awkward. Deal. That's yeah. funny. I'm so sorry for he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it was more like shut up, John Mayer. Yeah, oh, maybe. I'm sure. <laughs> like, like shut, shut up. up. Please shut excuse up. my drunk John idiot Mayer. friend Tim yeah. Timmerman. Yeah, he yeah. knows not what he just did. Some guy <laughs> talked about how they were trying to go when they could hear couples doing naughty things in the stalls nearby. Hey yo. Another guy talked about trying to finish up while a fight was breaking up and breaking out in the bathroom. Mm. Now, see, that's a little scary because you're standing at this urinal, and if you got two guys fighting behind you, there's a very good chance one of them is going to fall into you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. No. Nope. Because then you're going into the urinal. <laughs> that's right? right. Yep. Then you want to hurry up and finish and get out of the way. Wow. And it's <laughs> common for little kids. You talk about like. You know, the drunk, funny guy who's dropping his pants. A lot of little kids do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When they're at the little shorter urinals. But it is awkward when an older guy does that. Yeah. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I hate it when I wear, like, a light-colored pant. This is usually, like, at a wedding or something, and you got, like, doc- like beige oh, dockers on or something. Yeah. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom. You finish up. You get the last drop out. You do the little <laughs> shake. You do everything. You're like, I'm done. Then you put it all back together, and there's an extra little drip. And, of course, there it is. There it Looks is. like I whizzed yes. my pants. And then and then who's the guy with their leg up on a step blow-drying their crotch? Yep, Me. that's you. <laughs> or, or waiting 20 minutes till it dries before you go out back yep. into the wedding. Yeah, yeah right. but that's also one of those things, too, that I like when I notice it about other drunk guys. And I'm like, hey, look at what Jimmy's got. I don't even have to be drunk, though. <laughs> yeah, but most of them are. So, someone said that a guy once complimented my watch while I was going. Oh, my God. <laughs> with on the hand that was holding it? Yeah. Do you hold with one hand or two hands? That might have been a move. Just one is adequate, but. You think that was a move? What? Why else would you say that? I hmm? might that's have been why, a nice watch. That's another thing you want to make sure is you try not to. Depending on what's available, you don't want to go standing next to a really tall guy who can see over the divider. You know? Oh, that's a great timepiece, sir. <laughs> why? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice ring. A guy in IT said that a coworker walked up to the urinal next to him and started talking about a tech problem while they were both going. Oh, oh so you yeah. don't do that, huh? Oh, hey, man. Listen, I, I'm glad you're here. Well, I got gotcha. you. I was going to ask <laughs> you. Yeah. That's like when I was at my gyno one time, and he said, this was my old gyno, and he started talking about radio advertising, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, hello? Now is not the time. You're inside. Now is not the time. <laughs> not great some guys were talking about <clears throat> these two guys so okay they're both standing at the urinal but they're you know respecting they're they're not making eye contact and they're separated a couple down but uh they did notice though that the the bathroom itself the layout of the bathroom was poorly designed it was designed in such a way that when you would enter and exit the bathroom you could totally see the urinals so you know if someone was walking by they could see these guys standing there and uh yeah that was a conversation they were having when someone from outside swung the door open and proved his point yep you can see that sometimes some people talk about seeing women using urinals at concerts because their line was way too long you see that a lot my mom used to do that i used to do it well you have to do you know how long i mean i want to get back to the show the same as you now they have men's rooms and they have ladies' rooms mm-hmm. in Europe, just like they have here. They also have a lot more um, unisex bathrooms, I guess. Or family. Family bathrooms, I mm-hmm. suppose. However, even in men's rooms, it's not uncommon to have the cleaning lady just walk in. Sure. While y'all are in there. They sure. don't, 
like a lot of places around here, you know, they'll shut it down because we're very much about separating the sexes. Yeah. Uh, but they're way more chill about it. Yeah. You know, ladies. Well, it's different. A woman men, walking into a man's. They're not as. You know, men aren't going to be like, oh, my God, there's a woman in here. You don't care. No. Well, but women, when a dude walks in to clean. Which surprises me like, because uh, but you're in a stall. Still weird. We still like to have a couple of doors. Well, and also sometimes, like, you can look between the stall walls and the door, and you can see somebody peeing in there sometimes because the gap is so big. And, like, sometimes, and I can't remember who it was, but somebody came up with, like, an invention, which is, like, essentially, like, a border, like a metal border that goes in between the stall door and the other little part where it blocks it fully from top to bottom so you can't see into there well we were at a restaurant in paris that was unisex and it didn't have a door so you would walk in it had a divider so you could use the urinal but like people would walk by and they could see your head over that Mm -hmm. divider and it wasn't uncommon for women to just like walk right past you while you're standing at the urinal and go into one of the stalls that was back there for the ladies Meanwhile, uh, the old venues where you did your business into a trough-like area that you were talking about are weird enough, but one person says, I guess they were at a theater where the urinals were lined up on two sides of a wall facing each other, Ah. and the wall was only about four feet tall. Now now where do you look? Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's the only thing I don't like about Wrigley Field. Oh, is there bathrooms? way too much togetherness yeah back <laughs> back when i was a kid tiger stadium had these round ones you really in the round and you'd face each other yeah weird. all the way around yeah Mm-mm. weird Ugh. weird yeah meanwhile everyone has been annoyed by a kid on an airplane even parents like even when it's their own child that i think is worse when it's your kid, because you know that everybody around you is getting annoyed. Well, and that's the thing. You can't control it. Like, even because you will have those people that are like, can't you control your kid? No. And you're like, I, <laughs> yeah, no, don't you honestly, think I'm trying? Exactly. I'm doing the best I can. I don't think can. you're trying hard enough. Uh-huh. Sometimes, like, they just, they can't help the way they're feeling, and they got to get it out somehow. So how would you feel about an adults-only section on an airplane? Can I sit there and leave my kid in the family section? One European airline is letting you do just that. It's all coming up. Next is your news that did make the news continues on Q102. That's my niece. My niece. I'm just gag like I don't know her. That seems supportive. Well, she yeah. was a few rows ahead of me. <laughs> you missed thing. it. I'm, I'm rolling video. <laughs> so uh, a couple of years ago, my my niece and I happened to be on the same plane. We're going to the same place. We're both going to Florida. We happen to be traveling on the same day. Um, and she said, oh, this is great. Can, can you give me a ride to the airport? Yeah. Totally happy to. Well, her toddler child is fine in the car as long as the car is moving. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Every time we'd come to a red light, she would scream bloody murder. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, how's this going to go when you get on the plane? She's like, it's it's probably not going to be good. So immediately <laughs> I'm checking my ticket to see how many rows away from her I was. Uh, <laughs> not far enough. It's, it seems the volume was. Yeah. So I, I don't know how she swung this, but she ended up get, scoring first class seats. So I don't know if she got an upgrade or. What uh-huh. happened? But they put her right, oh, God. right up in the front. I bet they loved that. And I was a class. few rows back. God. Um, but it was great for her because she had the whole Room. seat to her, like her seat. And then there was the other first oh, class God. seat. So it was great in terms of having room for all of her stuff. But as we were sitting, waiting to pull back from the gate, this is me sitting about three, four rows back. <laughs> And, you know, there's this certain sick pleasure I'm getting from seeing. <laughs> you can see that in your smirk. This yeah. is the child who is now a parent who used to be that baby. Okay. That's my niece. 
My niece. Yeah. <laughs> and the lady next to me is like, oh, that's your niece? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm cagged like I don't know her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did she handle it? Your she niece? was gross. Oh, she's so chill. Yeah. yeah, she's so just like whatever. What am I gonna do? Got the problem what am I gonna it? do? Exactly. Right. I'm doing. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're they're talking about creating a an adults only section of more airlines now. After one European airline has done it, a Turkish Dutch airline named named Corinden Airlines is introducing an adult only zone for flights between Amsterdam and Curacao starting in November, and that's you know that's usually a ten to eleven hour flight. I can't imagine even taking a child on a flight that long. I mean, yeah. I know that people do it because, you know, we had a um, a friend of ours that was from China, and so they would take their baby and their toddler and their young kid from here all the way back to China, and it was like this massive two-day production of going from, like, here to San Francisco, oh, San Francisco, imagine. blah, 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 and it was just hours on an airplane with infants. Yeah. The airline says the... Adult-only section is intended for travelers traveling without children and for business travelers who want to work in a quiet environment. However, they stress that this is not meant to be anti-parents. They claim parents will really be breathing a sigh of relief because they can worry less about Mm -hmm. reactions and hostility from fellow passengers when their child is crying. Now, the the only adult zones will be in the front section of the plane. And they say, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it will be physically separated from the rest of the plane using walls and curtains. Although I don't know how effective a curtain is, but, you know, maybe there's some kind of soundproofing barrier. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That we don't know about. The section will cost more, but not that much. You pay an extra $50 per seat. That's nothing. And about $110 per seat if you want one with more leg room. Hmm. I would pay it. And I have a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, think about if you're going to a tropical location, just you and your honey, and you're like, oh, yeah, a whole week without the kids. And then you get behind Jeff's niece, and you're like, what? Yeah. No, he's canceling headphones really are a must. They help. Yeah. Yeah, a few other foreign airlines, I guess, have done so-called quiet seating arrangements, but there's still no indication that that's coming to the U.S. anytime soon. And for the record, they consider adults anyone 16 years or older. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the the old cry room at church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See them too often anymore. Nope. Yeah, I mean... In our church, we didn't have a crying room. You would just have to take them out completely. But our our minister, like honest to God, pardon the pun, but he really had the patience of Job. That guy could just stay focused through anything. (laughs) Did you ever get distracted, though, as being one of the parishioners when you're just like... Oh, yeah. All I could think of, all I could hear was that baby. Take the baby over there. I I didn't hear a word the pastor was saying. I did have to go. um, I took our kid one time, too. I mean, this was many, many years ago when they used to do the Christmas show at... What was it called? Awakening or? Uh, oh, think, yeah, it might have been. Uh-huh. Was it called Awakening? I think it was the Christmas show over here at the church close to us. Yeah. Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads. Crossroads. And so they have a they had a cry room there one time and we took our daughter. She was like months old, I guess, like six, seven months old. And of course, she started crying and I went in there and it was where all of the Bengals players were like hiding out. Like Andy Dalton was in there and all these bingo players were in there because I guess no one really hardly ever used the cry room. So they would sneak the celebs in there and have them like watch the show or whatever. Oh, wow. Well, but if you had a screaming kid, now she's crying because all these big scary men are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's all these guys doing in here? This was kind of a funny story. If you haven't heard, there was a shooting at a Chicago White Sox game last Friday. Luckily, no one died, but three women in the stands were hit. And they think possibly by just one bullet. Three people hit by one bullet? They think so. Okay. Chicago police didn't think the gunfire came from inside the stadium at first. And then they were like, oh, wait a second. 
How'd they get through? Somebody got in with a gun. How'd they get through security with a gun? Wait till you hear this. A reporter for ESPN claimed it came the the shooting did come from inside the stadium, and that a woman had snuck a gun in by hiding it in her fat rolls. Wow, that doesn't set the security off. They claimed a metal detector went off, but that the woman got through security anyway. Because they didn't go digging in her rolls. Yeah, so I, I don't just know. Patted her down. Here's one. Here's one fan who was who was in the stands during the shooting. He had to walk through all the metal detectors. They were going off for people's watches and stuff, and then they, you know, they do a double check and stuff. So I don't know how somebody got in there like that. We kind of felt like it was BS at first, but I mean, I don't know why they would say that if it didn't happen. Yeah, Chicago police talked about it again and suggested that there, there was still a chance the shot might have come from outside the stadium. But here's what we do know. It happened in the fourth inning in the left center field bleachers, and three women were hit, but two were just grazed. Well, that's lucky. 42-year-old woman got shot in the leg. A 26-year-old woman a few seats away got grazed in the stomach, and a 31-year-old woman got nicked in the back and then looked down and she saw a bullet casing lying there. Mm. Uh, the ESPN reporter claimed that one of those first two women brought the gun. And a doctor in the stand said the 26-year-old stomach wound almost looked like a cigar burn. So that makes it sound like she had the gun and it was still tucked in her belly when it went off. Oh, wow. But the ESPN Why in the world report- are you walking around with a gun tucked in your belly? It feels good. I mean, what is she? What does she need it for? I know, but I'm yeah, talking about like, like the rubbing, like humans. when you move and it would just rub. The ESPN, the ESPN reporter also suggested that the gun was in the shooter's pocket by then, and it went off when she jostled in her seat. So I don't know. Maybe the first woman shot herself in the leg. Yeah. Uh, there's another report that said that the woman's clothes tested negative for gunshot residue, though. So I don't know. What a mess. All we know is that the uh, Chicago Police Department's facing a ton of heat for all the confusion and for not stopping the game immediately. They apparently did ask to have it stopped, but then allowed it to go on since it didn't cause it didn't seem to cause any any kind of panic. Right. A vanilla ice concert after the game did get canceled, however, Oakland A's ended up beating the White Sox twelve to four. They canceled vanilla ice? Sorry. Seven forty seven. Coming up. Second date update, Wednesday edition. First look at traffic. Denise Johnson standing by with your latest. Cynthia is looking for a second date update with a man named Frank. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. What's the story with Frank? Take us from the beginning. How'd you meet? Uh, We met on Match.com. Yeah, I got divorced about a year ago, and I've been kind of spending most of that time getting settled up I got a new place and getting the kids settled and I feel like I'm at a point now where I can you know get out there and meet people so yeah I set up a profile um and I've been going on about two or three dates a month for past few months okay that's yeah. pretty good that's every you know week and a half two weeks getting out there every other weekend that's yeah, and it's been pretty positive because you know I met a couple of nice guys yeah, and um, uh, did you date any of them more than once or twice? Um, well, I mean, one guy I dated for about five weeks, actually. It was oh, going wow. really well. Yeah. Um, but he decided to go back to his wife. They were separated, but they decided to work things out. So, um, I'm always wonder, I always wonder about that. Is there an option on dating sites to say if you're single, divorced, separated? Legally separated. Yeah, because, I mean, there are... When is it okay to... When do you feel solid and safe enough to know that that divorce is actually going to happen? Yeah, because like, I knew they were separated, and it seemed pretty, you know, solid, but I was wrong. So because of that, like, I, I won't date separated men anymore. Just it's not a good idea. You either have to have never been married or you have to actually be divorced before I'll date you. So. Right. Okay. So then you met this guy? Yeah, so I met him. He has never been married. Um, he's 42, and that concerned me a little bit because— <laughs> You know, why hasn't he been married? But, you know, I, things are, are different. You know, people do 
just date and they don't get married. I'm actually pretty cool with that. But it is funny how we're kind of conditioned to immediately kind of have that. I wonder why they never got married. Yeah, those yeah. of us What's who have been divorced that? multiple times like to judge people who've never been married. What is wrong with this person? Oh, they look <laughs> now, or they look at it like, how'd you get this long, this far along without having to do that yet? I mean, he just hasn't, you know. I mean, did he say, you know, I've just never met the right one or, you know, I was in a yeah. relationship for 20 years with this woman and we just never did the paperwork? No, it just, it, it hasn't clicked. You know, he's not the kind of person who's going to just marry for the sake of getting married, which okay. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, think that I kind of fell into that trap a little bit with my ex. So I totally respect that. Okay. So tell, then what happened on the date? Well, we went to dinner. Uh, we went to Aladdin and hit it off. I enjoyed the company. And honestly, the coolest thing is we have a shared passion for traveling. Like he's got like 24 stamps on his passport. I've got 22. Oh, you get around. Cool. And we've been to a lot of the same places too. So it's it's kind of like you know we've shared these experiences without actually sharing them together. But it gave us a lot to to talk about. Talk about you know, sure. Yeah, and our bucket lists are very similar. You know, we both we want to go to Fiji, we want to go to Thailand, um, Alaska, Kenya. So it was a lot of fun just, you know, talking about the trips that we've had and the trips we both want to take. you want. Sure. Right. Yeah. That, I don't know if a relationship can work, honestly, if one person really loves to travel and the other doesn't. I completely agree. That's good. Unless they really like a lot of space. <laughs> but the day felt pretty good to you? Yeah, it felt very natural, you know, and I could totally see myself packing a bag, hopping on a plane with him, taking these trips. Um, so. That's cool. That's yeah. a good, that's a good measure. Which surprises me because you know that, that seems out of character to me. But again, it just all it felt right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, we had a really good time. Um, after he walked me to my car, he gave me a hug. Um, I told him I had a great time. Hope we could do it again. He said absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Nice. Like he, so that was a good sign to me. But you know, here we are five days later. He hasn't texted. He hasn't called. I did send him a text the next day, but he never responded. So I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a pretty complete account. I don't have any questions. You guys? No. No? Tell you what, Cynthia, why don't we take a break here? When we come back, we'll just call Frank and see what he thought of you and his date with you and hopefully get you that second date or at least a reasonable Satisfying explanation as we continue on second date update here at Cincinnati's Q102. <laughs> Cynthia met Frank on match. They had a great dinner date. Learned that they have a lot in common, despite you know some promising signals there in the end. When he gave her, he walked her to her car and gave her a hug, and she said, "Let's do this again." He said, "Absolutely." That sounds like an affirmative to me. But when she reached out, she didn't hear back from the guy, and he's not reached out to her, and there's been no movement, and it's been how long, Cynthia? It's been five days. Five days. If five days were to pass, Jen, if you went on a great date with someone and five days had passed and you hadn't heard from that person and you thought for sure you would, what would you think? First thing I would do would be call you. There you go. Because I would have a long list of reasons, probably, the possibilities. And, and questions. Would, You'd have questions. I'd have so many questions and follow-up questions to those. I really want to do another five-day challenge with you. <laughs> All right. You ready to call Frank, Cynthia? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Hello? Hi. Is this Frank? This is. Hey, Frank. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? <laughs> Hi, Frank. I love that moment of shock where they're like, wait, I don't know. Is this a prank? What Good morning, Jen? Frank. I'm sorry, for what? For real? For real? Yeah, we're here. We're all here. Say hi, guys. Hi. Good morning. Wow. <laughs> Today's going to be a big day for you, Frank. Is this second date update? <laughs> it is second date update. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, I can't say. Uh, that's all right. I got it. Oh, that's really funny because, like, I work with a bunch of women, and they all, they love you guys. Oh, well, very cool. Now then, now they'll know someone personally who's been on Second Date Update. That's right. You're a superstar. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they talk about Second Date Update all the time. That whole soaking thing, 
Oh, God. That was insane. Yeah, I was in a meeting with the vice president, and he was like, soaking? (laughs) I don't want to have this conversation with you. That's a weird conversation to have. So, yeah, I don't know if uh, what we got going on here is as educational as that episode of Second Date Update. But uh, we did get a phone call from an admirer of yours. Would you have any clue Um, any guess as to who might have reached out to us about you uh there are a few different women who could be calling you and i really don't want to point out someone's faults on the radio i don't want to embarrass anyone so i don't i don't even yeah i don't even want to know who's on the phone no but i will say this just to help you guys out the list of issues i have come across with women i've dated in the past couple months i could actually list them for you because i've only dated a handful Oh, okay. Well, what if you were to go ahead and list them and see if she's able to put the pieces together? Sure. I I could say that for sure. One of these Um, is her. It's multiple choice. Hmm. Maybe she'll know. She will have to. So this is not necessarily directed at the woman in question who was on the phone with us. I don't even want to know who who she is. You don't want to know. You're just going to rattle off the issues that you've had with a handful of women you've dated in the past. I can count them out on my fingers. Okay, go for it. We're listening. The list of the list of issues I have come across with women in the past few months are in no particular order. <laughs> One was a little heavier than her profile suggested, and no diss on that. She's she's good looking woman, just not my thing, and I she's a little dishonest. I'll just write down misrepresented on there. Okay, okay. a li- a little heavy. Okay. Uh, one drinks way too much, too fast. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. And one was way too high maintenance, like off the charts, way too high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, one travels to foreign countries all the time to do drugs, go on drug binges. Really? One has a sex dungeon in her basement. A sex dungeon like, in her basement? Like a, a mini sex dungeon, yes. Did you visit like, said dungeon? New. No. <laughs> you just heard Again, about it. Not my thing. Sex, fine. Dungeons, not so much. Man, I mean, if you rolled all of those characteristics into one woman on one date, what a good time you would have. Holy yeah, mackerel. that would be a wild <laughs> um, Now, so, these, are so all those, separate, these are all separate women, those correct? separate women. Those were the takeaways. Now, I'm, I'm going through them in my mind. Those, that's, those are the women. Whoever's on the phone... You can figure out which one she is. I'll leave you with that. Enjoy the show. You guys are awesome. I don't <laughs> want to speak. I, I do not want to speak to the person though because I just I feel I'd feel bad. Uh, wow. Okay. So you're she, ending it she, here, Frank. She probably knows which one she is. I, I will end it there. Okay. What an interesting way to handle a second date update. I like it though. Yeah. They either come on or they don't. Yeah. And you know the ones that don't never see the light of day on the radio. But but he's like half in. But we're still getting information. Kind of weird. All right. Well, let's see if she'll fess up to which one she thinks she is. Is Frank staying on the line? or? I guess not. <laughs> Just rattled them off and split. What a cop-out, too, kind of, sort of. You think? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about this. Yeah. I appreciate the information, but is it kind of a weenie move? Because he just basically admitted that he ghosted, what, like five different women in the past couple months. But I want to know where Cynthia goes on these drug drug binge vacations. Oh, well, I, th- I now bet we're I know. assuming. I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> is that you, Cynthia? Cynthia? I'm not going to tell you which one or two that applies to me. But you think I... one of them is definitely applying to you? Yeah, I, I, I totally know now. Um, so... You can imagine which one we're all thinking here, right? I don't know. I have multiples. I was thinking drug vacation. That's what I was thinking. Because Because they have so much travel in common. (laughs) That's right. I know y'all thought it was a cop out. I think I'm I'm honestly grateful. He, I think, handled it very well. So you're glad he didn't spill the reason and point the finger? He was very classy in the way he handled it and i am not going to say yes or no to anything because then you can narrow everything down so we're not going to push thank you (laughs) but do you feel this has been resolved for you because i mean that's our main goal here on second date update is for better for worse one way or another we try to give you an answer and you feel satisfied with that answer well 
I'm glad to know now. I mean, I'm obviously disappointed because I really did think we clicked and hit it off. Um, I would have rather it have gone a different direction, like maybe he was just having phone issues or something. But to not know is the worst. So I, I'm very glad I called. All right. Well, hmm. Cynthia, if we can ever help you out again, don't hesitate to reach out. Well, I'm still on match.com, so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on Second Date Update. Keep our number handy. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. You take it easy. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Rachel. Yes. Welcome in. How you doing? All right. How are you? Not bad. It's going to be a nice day today. Slept like a baby last mm-hmm, night with mm-hmm. the windows open, no train horns to contend with. <laughs> Slept straight through. That alarm went off. I was like, damn. Like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Woke up from a hundred year nap. Yeah, that was pretty good. How did you sleep last night? Um, well, I have train horns by me because I live by Perfect North, so uh, not so much. Yeah. How far are you from the tracks? Just curious, because I'm about a mile and a half, and dear God, they're loud. I don't know how the people who live like right on the tracks do that every night. Uh, we're closer than you, but it really isn't that loud, or maybe we're just used to it. I think you're yeah, used you to it. Be. Yeah. I don't know. How'd you sleep, Jen? Terrible. It was awful. It was a horrible night. Third night in a row, I've gotten crap sleep. I'm like falling asleep over. <laughs> she can't wake up. She I, keeps saying, I can't. Up. She wake actually up. said, I might start slapping myself. I might have to start <laughs> slapping myself. Yeah, Jen lost her AC. Remember, it was me last week, and yeah. now this week it's you. Yeah, and I have just this wonderful man that takes such great care of me, and he was at my house at 10 o'clock last night fixing it. And it's still so, not working. Super cool. No, it's working. It's oh, working it now, but, oh, gotcha. but it, it might have been just a temporary fix because we're going to have to get a... They put a Band-Aid on. A, yeah, put a Band-Aid on. It's going to have to oh, You got AC at your place, things. Rachel? We do. All right, well, Thank you got God a place for to that. stay if you need to. All right. I'll be over later. Right. All right. <laughs> I have a pool too, Jen. I'll share. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that sounds great. perfect. And, right. and you're okay with me bringing the uh, nine cats and the dog? Sure. Wow, I can't believe she said yes. You're a good friend. I was going to say, she is the real deal. I'll bring the Benadryl. We really got to get her uh, $1,000. I was like, thank God I live in Clifton and she lives up in freaking Mainville or wherever. Morrow. Morrow. She's taking on all the cats. She deserves this money. All right, Rachel. We're going to try to win you $1,000 here. I'm opening up the envelope. Uh, you'll have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with the letter we're about to reveal. Now, you cannot use the same answer more than once. And the key to winning is to pass as quickly as possible. In other words, if you can't think of it right off the top of your head, the best strategy is just yell out, pass. We'll come back to it. You will ultimately answer more questions that way. Uh, now, it okay. says here, you got the letter D. We like that one. As in David. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got 30 seconds on the clock. All right. I will not start the timer until Jen has finished asking the first question, so you get your full 30 seconds. Okay. So here we go with the letter D. Name something you do when the power goes out. Uh, pass. Something red. Dodge. A beauty product. Oh, a uh, dampener. I have no idea. Something wet. Dog. A store. Six. A body part. Oh, oh man. I could have used it there, too. Um, well, dick and dicks are different. Go. True. Go for it. A country. <laughs> uh, oh, Denmark. Oh, I'm sorry. Would yeah. you accept a D's nuts? And D's nuts. <laughs> yeah. D's nuts. You know, I always got to ask. <laughs> Yes, I would have accepted these nuts in that situation. That's funny. These nuts. These nuts. Oh God. Oh this well. This is my favorite way to get in trouble for the day. It's <laughs> by playing this game with you guys. Yep. I always try to think of how we can make it as dirty as possible, but you know, Rachel didn't need a lot of help. No, she didn't. She's our people. No, yes, yes. she's one of us. <laughs> well, yep. darn it. Absolutely. Is we this is like Jen's role on the show is to kind of scold us and keep us in line and somebody has to be the, the adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. she sits just outside the <laughs> triangle of perverts here. <laughs> she sure does. That's right. Just like yesterday when we were at the storage place, 
and Tim and I were talking, and we were talking to Drew, who was just, just amazing at Cardinal Storage. And we're just talking to him, and we're asking him about the size. And he says, you know, well, one of them, this, this one storage unit is about 27 by five, 52. And I go, that sounds like a massive unit. <laughs> <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't get it back after that. Because then he goes, it's about five foot two is the smallest unit. <laughs> Well, that sounds about average. <laughs> to the math. <laughs> All right, Rachel. Well, we hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope we got your day off to a good start. Yes, you did. And Jen, I'll see you later. All right. Looking All forward right. to it. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye. You see you sooner than that. So when you get tired, do you get cold? Like I noticed you were wrapping yourself up in that. Well, that's comforter. probably from the smoothie I just drank. Oh, it is but, extra chilly in here today. But I, I have a, a massage scheduled at eleven thirty this morning at Mitchell Salon and Day Spa that I have been looking forward to so much, and I'm going to sleep through the whole thing. I know. It. Well, that's great. That's what I'm you want, look, though, right? No, I want to enjoy the massage, not sleep through it, and then just kind of wake up and oh, it's I, over. I, I sleep lo- through everything. I, I love sleeping through the. <laughs> like I wanted so quiet and not involved that I get to fall asleep. Yeah. Like the drool comes out. I'll the be hole. out. I'll be drooling yes. and I'll be snoring. When you, put, <laughs> when you get to put your face down into the hole uh-huh. and you wake up and you look down and you see there's like drool down there, you're like, well, that was a good massage. That was a great massage. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. They should have like a little cup or a bowl down there yes. just in case. Or if you do yep. the snort, wake up where you're like, like oh, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I've done know. that. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.